You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. It is Mental Health Monday. It is the last Mental Health Monday of 2020. Oh, boy. It is. It's a Monday, 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 Monday. How many <laughs> it's times the shortest day of the year, too. <laughs> it, this is true. Shortest daylight uh, yeah. of the year. Uh, it's still 24 hours, though. <laughs> That it's is still true. 24 I'm, Monday, I'm trust bad me at on that math. One. Everyone knows that. <laughs> well, thanks to Concordia <laughs> University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. I have like I have creepers in my house today. Three uh, should we say good morning to the people. whole? Should we say? I know, right? You might as well just say like morning, game and children. <laughs> they didn't. They it's didn't good. even respond. You've like you've 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 somehow convinced That's them to stay silent. AirPods. It's all in my plot. Yeah, to keep them that day. Mm-hmm. Welcome to mm-hmm. Christmas break for many families. Not not yeah. all families, yes. but uh, many families. On Christmas break this week, and uh, we we have like a two week Christmas break, so ours goes through January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I, I feel like we could all use a little bit of that right now. Um, yeah. Some time yes. uh, to just you know, I think quarantine had its uh, place for storing us up, if you will, to like go back out into the world. But I almost feel like we could use another good hit of that, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> So, so today, while we're all at home, uh, we're in episode four of Roadblocks to Identity. So we're, we're continuing our conversation on identity today, and uh, particularly roadblocks. Where would you like to take us today? Yeah, today I want to go over in the first half some of the roadblocks and and just talk through them and see how they do impact um, our understanding of our identity. And I think wrestling with. They're really roadblocks to allowing ourselves to wrestle with that identity, especially because we think we should be over it so often. We think this is a problem we should have solved when we were middle schoolers, or we think (laughs) that we should just magically know because we're children of God that who we are and what he wants for our lives. And no one feels that way. (laughs) Is it reality? Um, And sometimes that reality check is really important for our mental health. And then in the second half, we're going to talk about overcoming those roadblocks and and what that wrestling looks like so we can find more of it in our lives to really uh, unlayer those pieces of our identity, if you will. And this will be our last on identity. And then there's a at noon today on the Heidi Game and Rights Facebook page, you can t- tune in with me and uh, Dr. Kim Markshausen, the Lutheran educator, about a little bit more about identity and culture in particular and how our culture impacts our identity and this wider idea of what culture is in our lives. So that's our final segment identity. 
I do have a podcast coming out on mentoring, which has to do with that wrestling piece of understanding our identity with uh, Darcy Poppy from Concordia University, Wisconsin, and the Women's Leadership Institute, one of our underwriters. And then next month, we're going to move on to diving into our study of Psalm 139. It's called Always Growing, which is the theme for the year. And it's a study of identity in Psalm 139. So we'll really settle into how we are fearfully and wonderfully made and what does it mean for God to see and know our thoughts and and be with us in all those places and spaces. So I'm really excited about that. So we are going to kind of stay in identity a little bit longer, but (laughs) specifically in Psalm 139 for our Mental Health Monday. So it'll be a little bit different than our normal Mental Health Monday where we go with a theme. This time we're going to go with a scripture and then find our themes from that. So that said, I better get to roadblocks or else we're going to run out of time. Huh? <laughs> um, some of the roadblocks. The clock. One roadblock to identity is the clock. <laughs> it is for real, especially for Heidi Gaiman. Uh, roadblocks <laughs> include, and the first one is really important, and that is isolation from God or isolation from his people. I think that we believe that we can understand identity And it's a solitary activity that identity is about me internally wrestling. And that is true. But number one, we always do that with God. Honestly, whether we're a believer or not, we exist in this relationship with God and we get to have a different kind of relationship with God because we know Jesus Christ. But we are fooling ourselves if we think that relationship never existed, you know, apart from that, because everyone has a relationship with God. It's whether it is covered in the grace and lens of Christ's death on the cross and salvation for our sins, or whether we don't have that connecting benefit. And so when we wrestle with identity, it's a spiritual wrestling every time because of that existence of us before God. And it's such an intimate place. And so we do ourselves a disservice when we think it's all about us wrestling with our identity by ourselves. We're, we're never alone in this process. And so recognizing that it's with God, we can lay it before God. We can have that active conversation because of Christ in our lives and we can turn to his word. Then also isolation from his people. We are made for the church even when we don't like it. (laughs) I mean, like I could be honest. Anyone who's picked up a copy of Mighty and Mysterious, my study of Colossians, know it's dedicated to the church on earth because she is so wild and wonderful and difficult and enraging to me. I (laughs) love that God created this space for us to be ourselves and to wrestle with these things. So I have to trust that that is part of his plan for me and my identity, whether I'm enjoying it for the season or not. And so we, again, need those people in our lives. We need the gifts that the church has to offer. We need the word. We need sacraments. We need community. We need fellowship. We need all these things that make up the church. We need prayer. We need Bible study. I could just go on and on in order to dive into who we really are and what's important to us. And that's the difference that is really seen when we wrestle within the body of Christ versus outside is that idea of values. When we understand our values, we can begin to walk in them. 
Otherwise, we're just, you know, like shooting arrows in a dark room trying to hit a target of values. And so that space of the body of Christ helps us to uh, really find out a little bit more about who we are, who God made us to be, so that it turns the light on, if you will, in that dark room. And we can begin to walk in our values a little bit more clearly. The next roadblock is enmeshment. And that's a big psychological word for unhealthy relationships that are uh, way over involved and drama included, if you will. So enmeshment happens when we over identify with someone else instead of sorting through who we are as a person. And, and understanding then who they are as a person as well. And so this happens, especially sometimes in family relationships. Uh, it can happen with a parent. And then the work of young adulthood can be really painful because you had this relationship that was a little too ingrained, if you will. And the leaving and cleaving is even more painful than it already is. Um, we can be over enmeshed with a spouse. There's an unhealthy place where we go too far in the one fleshness and our entire identity is wrapped up in that person. And so then uh, we end up with complicated grieving when someone passes away uh, and we're left with just us. Uh, we end up in a state of uh, complete disarray if that person betrays us, if there's adultery or a divorce or something else like that. And so enmeshment is something that in the Christian church, especially, we can understand that the only person we want to have that uh, level of depth with is God himself. Uh, we need to understand, we call it self-differentiation. We need to understand the difference between ourselves and other people so that we can enjoy friendship together. We can enjoy deep relationships and intimacy in marriage and uh, in family without seeing ourselves as those people. So I, does that make sense, you guys? As you hear that from a non-mental uh, like health professional perspective, do you see that around you sometimes where people pick up other people's personalities or they pick mm -hmm. up a relationship that's maybe a little over-connected so that they don't really truly understand themselves? Yeah, I can see how that how that would be a thing, definitely. And I, I might have a little bit of that. I think, uh, like youngest child, what I what I like to call youngest child syndrome of like of of your identity uh, growing up being so enwrapped in the fact that you are the youngest and you have maybe this was just me, I don't know, mm -hmm. and you I you just kind of follow along with what other people are doing and growing out of that mm -hmm. <laughs> into an independent mm -hmm. adult with your own identity. For me, that's been a little weird, but I, I can see that how that also can be in families with parents and, and in between spouses and, and that could be a, yeah. a bit of an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things. It's definitely a, a place of balance, if you will, mm -hmm. that we want to both be giving ourselves fully to these relationships with an open heart. And we're going to be disappointed. We're going to have grief because we had relationships and, and death is real and disappointment is real. However, we also want to be in a place where we understand ourselves so that we're not picking up each other's anxieties and we're able to serve one another by God's grace instead of feeding one another with our own mental health struggles. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this happens, especially in parenting. And I would say, I would say a special word to parents in particular is be careful that you aren't dragging your children into an enmeshed relationship. They are their own little people. And we as parents can offer them a space to discover who they are, to wrestle with that in our families, instead of giving them who they are, telling them who they are. Um, and so that, you know, we want to teach them the faith. We want to teach them manners. We want to teach them our values. But we also want to have spaces where that's a conversation so that it is actually truly becoming theirs instead of us just kind of bringing them close to us and what we believe so that they look like us and we turn out little clones of who we are. As you can see, it's a really difficult line to manage Mm -hmm. and you kind of figure out uh, as you go and make mistakes and there's grace for that. Um, So a couple more things that are roadblocks before we go to break is spiritual platitude. And this is a phrase that's become pretty popular. I'm kind of thankful for in the last couple years. I don't know that we had great language for it before, but spiritual platitude is when we throw down a uh, spiritual truth, but without its fullness, we don't allow it to be complex. So it's when we tell someone, uh, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you, but there's no conversation. Conversation. We're not allowing people mm-hmm. to share their cares. Um, spiritual platitude can be, we talked about this in earlier episodes where we say, well, you're a child of God. And that's the end of the discussion. Uh, that is a truth. It's a really great truth and important truth, but we want to make sure that we allow space for that wrestling because that's where identity growth comes from. Uh, real fast, two more uh, having no flexibility or spontaneity. Uh, that's really I think a place where we shut down the Holy Spirit and helping discover identity and and the spirit welling up and going out, if you will, because the spirit does do his thing. And that's part of our identity as Christians is believing that the spirit lives in us and we have to allow some space for that. And so I think we are uncomfortable with that. We tamp it down. We want a little more control. And that that mm-hmm. lack of flexibility and spontaneity shows us that. Um, and we're going to talk about social media when we come back. But social media can be a roadblock to identity. It doesn't have to be. So we'll we'll go to that on the return. <laughs> Man, all good stuff. And as we're talking about wrestling, uh, particularly wrestling with uh, issues of identity and wrestling with God, uh, th- that takes me back to to Jacob and how he mm-hmm. wrestled with God and and what resulted from that. Certainly, part of I mean, his identity was uh, something mm-hmm. that 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 came out of that. He, he had a new identity after wrestling with God. It's fascinating, man. More to talk about here on Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour. Good stuff. Uh, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. This week on Issues Etc., we'll get an introduction to the books of 2nd and 3rd John from Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. We'll study the Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, with Pastor Will Whedon. We'll discuss Christ's birth in Micah. 
with Dr. Jason Sedskin, and we'll play What's Your Favorite Christmas Hymn and Why? Issues Etc. Live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO. Cross Defense is the show where we talk about curious topics to excite the imagination, equip the mind, and comfort the soul with God's Word. Join me, Pastor Tyrell Bramwell, every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or even your favorite podcast app. My friends, our foe is a fierce enemy. Our only defense is Christ on the cross. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We're talking identity, particularly roadblocks to identity on Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. All right. Uh, where would we like to go in the next uh, segment here, Heidi? Yeah, we're going to talk about overcoming those roadblocks that we talked about in the first segment. We talked about isolation from God and people, enmeshment, uh, a lack of self-differentiation, spiritual platitudes, a lack of flexibility and spontaneity. And we uh, mentioned the last couple seconds, uh, are the way we use social media. And so let's start there. Let's start with overcoming the roadblocks to wrestling with identity together with social media, only because I see this happen a lot where we blame technology for our mental health struggles so often. You know, <laughs> we blame the advent of technology for all the problems in the world. And, you know, I believe really strongly that all of our mental health struggles were real since sin came into the world and brought with it all the disintegration and DNA structural issues and health issues and uh, other things like that. And so understand that, yes, there might be pieces where technology is really impacting our mental health in not great ways, but that's one piece of the puzzle, if you will. And so I would like to help people uh, gain a couple skills for how to use social media for wrestling with identity together. And there, the theme of wrestling with identity together in general is grace with boundaries, grace with boundaries. So we want uh, vulnerability. We want to be able to share and, and actually come together and ask hard questions uh, and share silly things about our daily lives, which is what social media is for, is sharing uh, the the day-to-day, -day, if you will. I mean, there were places before uh, Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all of that where I hadn't talked to my college roommates for a couple years or five or 10. But then social media comes in and we get to check in with people more. And there's a gift to that, but it can also be a challenging space. And so we need both of those things, grace and boundaries. And so I would ask the question uh, for Andy and Sarah. I didn't, I didn't prep you for these questions yeah. today. Oh so oh oh it's like <laughs> Mental Health Monday smackdown. We'll hang it out over here. <laughs> How have you seen uh, social media be helpful for people wrestling with identity, I guess? Or how have you seen social media uh, be a struggle or be a roadblock to wrestling with identity together? Who wants I think to the, road, the roadblock <laughs> happens all over the place. I mean, that one's an easy one to, to spot mm -hmm. when people are uh, struggling through things and 
not using social media in a great way to work through that. Um, maybe that looks like complaining or dumping all of these issues, mm. you know, on your Facebook wall, and then people may or may not be giving helpful advice or just kind of pile on with the um, mm -hmm. maybe it's catharsis of of just digging this hole that isn't helpful mm -hmm. for Ooh, that's mental good. health and for these things that Casual. happens a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i think on the flip side though i've seen especially in in groups on facebook um, and, and in uh, private messaging as well, that it's mm -hmm. easier when you have a group of people, you don't have that, um, what Peter Slayton likes to call context collapse of all of these people mm -hmm. from different places in your life trying to help you, but they're all coming from different places, different viewpoints mm -hmm. and worldviews. And it's just, it kind of tends to implode, even if they're trying to be helpful. But when you have a smaller mm -hmm. group of people that come from the same background uh, or the same worldview, that can actually be helpful if someone poses a question of, hey, I need help working through this, mm -hmm. there can, and I've seen this happen, there, there can be a lot of very fruitful conversation of people coming from the same worldview with the same beliefs ab about Lutheran doctrine um, mm -hmm. and, and how we actually live that out in our lives, actually helping people work through issues. And, and, and that can be helpful for a lot of people that may be struggling with the same thing, but aren't quite brave enough to put it out there yet. Absolutely. That's a really great point. And I love that terminology of context collapse. I'm going to have to steal that from Peter. You can let him know. I'll be using that more often. Um, I really think it's important to uh, understand that social media is at its best driving in-person relationships or relationships that occur off technology in, in so much as I would say off that platform. So if you're interacting number one in more than one platform, that's a healthy uh, relationship that you know you can ask some deeper questions, you can go deeper with. You can also then, if you can take it to texting or phone calls, or like you said, um, even uh, WhatsApp or uh, private messaging or something like that, FaceTiming, uh, over coffee, even better, especially post-COVID. Uh, those kinds of places are where we want to have the real identity wrestling questions. And then social media drives that more day-to-day uh, having a space to be a little bit silly, to be flexible, to have some vulnerability, but understand that it has its limits. And so, yeah, I think you also hit the nail on the head of understanding where people share your value system and where they do not. Um, even when we uh, gather with a bunch of Lutherans, understanding that there is this similar worldview that's really, really helpful. But when we're wrestling with questions of identity, what differences do we see in our worldview? And just being honest about that makes the conversation much more fruitful. We don't have to look the same. That is not God's mm -hmm. goal. But being honest about, oh, I see that a little differently is one of my favorite phrases. Oh, yeah, I, um, I look at that a little differently. Those are really helpful ways, especially when we're talking about heated topics like um, how we engage in uh, conversations about racial tensions, how we engage in uh, even conversations about traditional versus contemporary and those mm. heated things uh, within our church body. That's really, really important. Uh, also, I would like to point out, not everyone has been a lifelong Lutheran, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be part of Lutheran identity. Understanding that's part of you know your maybe Lutheran identity, but that not, might not be part of someone else's. And 
and wrestling with that together and saying, oh, yeah, I I grew up a little differently or things like that are very helpful in keeping those conversations real. How about you, Andy? Did you have anything to add to that? Okay, let's go back to the original question again, because I've been thinking through this and I think it's evolved <laughs> multiple times. So with about two minutes left, can you can repeat oh, the, the question? I know. <laughs> oh, no, we're in trouble. This has turned into something different. Yeah. Um, where have you seen social media or a technology be a useful place for wrestling with identity together, a healthy place? And where have you seen it maybe be an unhealthy place? Uh, and Sarah was really helpful in especially identifying some of those unhealthy things we see, which is where we ended up going with that. Absolutely. And and I have to agree with Sarah and the, the same point that the wider the audience, the mm-hmm. the more challenging and difficult it is uh, and, and, and more more uh, it problems, I think, that, that arise when when wrestling with issues of identity, because uh, in the wider spectrum, everyone's an expert and they want to tell you what you should do. I mean, we're, we're all guilty mm-hmm. of that, I think, uh, of wanting to tell mm-hmm. others what they should do, because we want everyone to be like us, I think. Um, but in, <laughs> right. in the, in, in the, in, which is in not the, the goal, right. again, right. <laughs> not, the, not God's goal. <laughs> right. But in the, in the smaller settings, whether it's a group or one-on-one conversations, I mean, I break a lot of the rules of social media. I know social media wants you to like, when you share memories and things like that, to share it out on, in public settings, but I end up always sharing them in messenger and, and direct message mm-hmm. to people, uh, when, uh, you know, reflecting on memories that, that show up on, on Facebook, for example, instead of posting them. Sometimes I'll post them in the wider spectrum, but you know, those, those memories I think are more uh, valuable to share one-on-one because that's where um, my relationship with others and also my identity of who I am in in relationship to those people, Mm -hmm. I think is, is shaped as well. I I agree that the smaller settings are are more helpful uh, Mm -hmm. whether it's social media or, or other ways that we communicate. Yeah, absolutely. The same is true in person then when we take this conversation past social media. So if if we want to have wrestle with identity surrounded by 200 people in worship is is maybe not the place where we're going to get to that real meat of wrestling. And so we need to have those other spaces where we join together in Bible study with people or we have one-on-one conversations or we meet with our pastor or things like that. So yeah, bringing it in makes a huge difference. I really appreciate that. Uh, I also just, yeah, is it time? <laughs> we are all out of time. Thank oh, you man, so much, Heidi. I know <laughs> Heidi we, can. we will We will overcome these roadblocks together over time, and we'll we'll have more conversations in the spring. I look forward to more Mental Health Mondays with y'all. In 2021. Thank you so much, Heidi. It's been a fantastic year to uh, to get to spend, the, the perfect year to get to uh, to learn in Mental Health Mondays with you. Thanks so much for being our guest this year. Thanks. I'll see you in the new year. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.